Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast with your host Jeremy and Mr. Probs. Look, worship leading can be one of the most rewarding areas of church ministry. But it can also feel like... I'm a worship leader. And I'm a production guy. And these are our problems. Welcome to episode 49 of the Worship Leader Probs Podcast. What's up, big tasty? (laughs) Dude, you were kind of in the cellar on that it reminded me of the monorail guy at disney the you know por yes. favor mantengas por favor mantega say halahadra yeah exactly you sounded like him it was awesome give me chills well, I, I really was I, I really wanted to see what i could do there i mean after 49 episodes and my man one year so yesterday feliz cumpleaños <laughs> vamos vamos <laughs> Was our one year anniversary of the Worship Leader Probs podcast. Dang, what'd you get me? Uh, another episode of the Worship Leader Probs podcast. <laughs> yes, let's go. Yep. And so, can you dude, believe that? Yeah, our little baby's one year old. And how long, I don't, I just cause I don't remember, how long did we plan for it before we? Uh, about two months, probably. So, I mean, yeah, dude, 49 in a year. Looks like we made it. So here's the other thing. You know what we're getting ready to hit? Probably tomorrow. Yeah. 125,000 streams. It's my yeah. first podcast. I don't know if that's good. It, sound, it's, it seems good. <laughs> it seems good. My mom would think it's great. Oh, my mom thinks it's great. <laughs> Although my mom does not know what a podcast is. So, <laughs> hey, Brian, what's a what's a prob? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was my father in law. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, I got He said, "Look, Kim made him listen to the one of the early episodes, and he is literally one of the most supportive people I've ever known in my life. I love that yeah. dude so much." And he goes, "Hey, I listened to your podcast." Um. I uh, I can understand why people are really, uh, you know, enjoying it. I just have one question. What's a prob? <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> well, dude, things are about to get crazy in the Van Valkenburg household, dude. Starting next week, my in-laws are moving in. <laughs> Dang, that's awesome. Now, it's going to be good. Because, I mean, you know my in-laws pretty yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my I'm father-in-law... You know, I'm biased, but my father-in-law is a prince among men. Mm -hmm. Like, he's Mm -hmm. just, he's a good dude. And uh, I love my mother-in-law. You know what you need to have? What do I need to have? Two words. Hidden cameras. (laughs) Just consider it. Just think about it. I'm just going to leave that there and walk away. You just think about it. I don't know. (laughs) What does that even mean? I think we need like, I mean, not, not in the <laughs> sacred spaces of the home, but like in the, maybe the family room, maybe the kitchen, just the thought of you sitting there eating your breakfast soup or whatever you call your cereal, just like you're eating yes. that in the morning and they come in and they're like in your business. Like, yeah, I, we need to see that. We need to share that as okay. a nation. Okay. We'll see what we can do. Dude, okay, so tell me a little bit about what you just did because you you were on some amazing trip, weren't you? Yeah, so uh, Kim and I got invited by, uh, man, there's this like legendary worship pastor named Ray Jones who was at CBC yeah. in San Antonio for like 26 years. 
At, wow. By the end of his ministry there, they were doing 23 services. <laughs> 23. Okay. Anybody, anybody that is going to complain about their service load, 23 uh, wow. every week. Okay. So, so Ray um, is not at CBC anymore and he is, uh, he's a, a, a kind of a like-hearted guy uh, of us. He really cares about worship leaders. Okay. Cares deeply okay. about worship leaders. And so um, he's kind of starting a, uh, this was a, we were guinea pigs uh, of a kind of a, a retreat gathering of, of worship pastors and their spouses. And so we met at probably the nicest house I've ever stayed in, in Breckenridge, Colorado. And uh, so it was kind of, there's a kind of a counseling component. There's a a small group component. There's obviously a worship and studying of the word components. And uh, it was, it was really, really uh, an impactful time, profound. Ray is a guy where, uh, we're going to have on the podcast uh, sometime soon. He's headed to uh, Moldova, Moldova to lead a worship conference, and so um, he is. Uh, you know, when he gets back, we're going to have him. We're going to have him on and interview him. But just a really amazing guy. Met some guys from around the country who were uh, in churches. It was a small group, um, but yeah. really, really, uh, really impactful. So I have I have a story to tell you. So okay, I'm so excited. So okay. My my bride, you will often ref- hear me refer to her as corporate. I need to check with corporate yeah. uh, before I put stuff on my calendar. Well, she she is kind of the person who organizes us for, you know, trips and things. Well, for this trip, I was the organizer. Okay. And so, like, you know, in my search for a deal, I rented from kind of a janky rental car company. And that was not, <laughs> not amazing. So... It was it was so bad that they kept elevating our rental car. Okay. So finally, we end up with a Chevy Tahoe. Okay. Pretty nice. Okay. It's got like 15,000 yeah. miles on it. Very nice. Kim drives a Suburban, so it was kind of more similar to what we're used to. Yeah. And, you know, you're driving, you know, we're from Indiana. We don't have mountains in Indiana. These are like, it's the Rockies, you know? So, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so it had been a really early day and. We, we, we fly to Denver. We get the car finally. And it, it really was a, a more of an ordeal than I have time to talk about here. So, so we go, we're starving, you know, uh, we find a Chick fil A, which, as you know, the mac and cheese was mac con- and cheese. calling my name. So we went in. Kim tried the mac and cheese, loved it for the first, you know, she had, that was, did her- she break up the nugs and put them in? She did. She I, did. I had somebody message me and say, tell Big Tasty. I did the mac and cheese and nugs. He was right. Yes. <laughs> so, and you know, I was, I, it was kind of a stressful day. And so I, not only did I treat myself to some mac and cheese, but I also treated myself to a chocolate shake. And if you've never had a chocolate shake from Chick-fil-A, it is the real, it is, it is the base. It is the base. We need, they need to sponsor us, man. Come on. You got a connection to Chick-fil-A. We talk about them all the time. We do. So we go to Chick-fil-A. We're leaving Chick-fil-A and we're in, it's in a kind of a really nice shopping center area in, on the outskirts of, of Denver. And we're, we're headed, we're going to head off to Breckenridge, which is about, I don't know, 60 or 70 miles. So I get something, I get my charging cable out of the back of the Tahoe. I close the, the hatch. Okay. And I get in and we drive off. All of a sudden we hear something. I'm, I'm not sure what, 
And I look back and the back hatch of the Tahoe is like <laughs> flapping. Okay, it's flapping. So I pull into a turn lane and I check to make sure all the luggage is in the back of the Tahoe. And I'm missing my backpack. Oh no. Okay? My backpack has the MacBook Pro, iPad, like all our tech for the trip. Like it, oh, no. it has everything in it. So I look back and literally like, I don't know, it would probably be 250, 300 yards away is my backpack in the middle lane of this huge boulevard. Okay. Oh, Cars no. going everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. So I say to Kim, my backpack is in the middle of the street. I'll be right back. And so instead of like, <laughs> instead of like reversing and driving back, I, I decide to run. And I, you know, guys, I'm 48 years old. I cannot tell you the last time I ran. Like, yeah. I, I don't run. It's not a thing I do. Okay. Yeah. So I'm running and I can literally hear her laughing <laughs> because I'm running and I'm running and I'm running. And so I finally, I get to where the backpack is and there's cars coming, man. It's three lanes going in this direction. So there's cars oh, coming. No. This lady's flashing her brights at me. And so I did the, <laughs> I put both hands up. With all <laughs> fingers showing, both hands, all fingers, like the the stop, the, that's yeah. universal, universal sign for stop. I have to run out. I'm dodging cars. I run out into traffic, recover the backpack, the backpack. And so the first thing I have to have to do, I have to fire up the laptop, man, because <laughs> I have to make sure it still works. Oh my gosh! So my my backpack has like these rips in the fabric. Like I don't know if a car hit it after it fell out but it so but everything worked in the in the long run and i oh survived my gosh. so that was day one of our it, uh, of our trip to colorado it sounds like a national lampoon's family vacation it was very close it was very close and kim and i get back and kim is doubled over at the truck laughing at the memory of me running yeah she's like oh brian you are so slow <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's my was day one. oh my gosh that's amazing yeah it was incredible so does perspective this week for me yeah so like when you're like for me in like the tech world you're always looking at the other churches and seeing what they're doing and you're like oh life would just be so much better if i was doing all that and doing those things this was one of those weeks that like Going from a church that was much more simple to a church that's very, very complicated in its tech. Like, you just think all the time, like, oh, if I could just do what they're doing, it's so much bit. Like, I just, I'm learning this week. Be careful what you wish for. Like, look, God called me here. I get all that kind of stuff. But like, it, this was literally a week of like, we have a pretty complicated audio network, like two Midas consoles at front of house and broadcast and, eight stage boxes and two neutron brains and lots of AES 50 runs and, uh, you know, Dante network and all of this. And it was just, it didn't want to cooperate this week. And so it was just like issue after issue after issue, finally get that issue. And you're like, you got to take a deep breath. And all of a sudden, like, and again, I know these are like first world problems or whatever, but then it's like you all of a sudden a, a moving light, just the gobo just keeps spinning and it will not listen to me to shut it off. I sh turned it off and it turned itself back on at one point. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think sometimes we, we sit back and we just like, it's so much better on the other side. If I could just do this, that 
I just, I think it was one of those moments to go, you know what? Careful what you wish for because like you can end up getting so stuck trying to keep all this stuff going that you miss out on the point of like being with people and loving on people. And, and again, I'm not, I'm not dogging like this. I mean, this is what I'm called to do, but I just, uh, man, I just want to encourage you where you are. Just be thankful where you are and where God has planted you because it's, it's just not all it's, it, we can make Instagram look so sweet all day, but you know what? Like it, it's, you know, it's just not, I don't know even necessarily where I'm going. I just, I just feel like really let just to be like, just be thankful for where God has you right Amen. now. Amen. It's a huge challenge. And people, uh, people have no idea. Like the average church member has no idea what it takes. Oh yeah. We're streaming online. That's great. Yeah. You have no idea how many millions of moving parts there are to make that happen. Uh, yeah. And, and which is, the minute you think you got that going, then, oh, wait, there's this entire front of house experience for <laughs> with lighting and video and lyrics. And, you know, like it's. Yeah, you're mixing for multiple locations and multiple gatherings and and people need to be able to go back and watch it. And, yeah, it's it's a whole different, you know, you know what I'm grateful for? What are you grateful for? Planning Center Online. Ugh. Because they get it. They do get it. They get what it takes to do what we do and that they, they understand the technology components. Well, you know why they understand? Because they did it. They did it. They're church you know, guys. They're church guys. So they understand what it takes to keep everything rolling. So check this out. Okay. Planning Center designs software to help you, you know, find freedom and focus on what matters in your ministry. Uh, it's a set of seven online applications. You can stri- subscribe individually uh, or you can use them together as full church management uh, system. They can, here's what they, here's what they can do. Okay. They can check ins for events and classes. Um, donations. You can receive, process, and track donations. Small groups. Take attendance. You can centralize everything, uh, in their church center app to uh, let your people organize their contact info so you know exactly who you're talking to. You can take payments. You can do services. Obviously, obviously we talk a lot about that. You can organize facilities and schedule volunteers and all that. Planning Center is a game changer. It is. Game changer. And I hope you'll check them out. Uh, they're going to do a an Instagram takeover. Are they coming up pretty soon in November? That's awesome. In November, they have a, uh, they have a gathering. Like a lot of their people are remote all over the country, but yeah. I think a couple times a year, they all come together in, in California. So they're doing that in November. And I think that could be the, the day when they do the takeover. So that'd be cool. I love it. Take on me. Take on me. You know, it's, they're the best. And so it, in a world where technology is just, overwhelming i'm grateful for a company that overwhelming and just laying in the middle of the road company that gets it i don't know what that means (laughs) i can't do it with my glasses on did you ever watch the big bang theory i i not i have not watched it i need to watch it they're Sheldon Cooper and one of the other guys. They're like fighting over something about who's better at something. And the one looks at Sheldon because Sheldon's like this awkward genius guy. And he goes, well, can you do this? Where you do the, <laughs> and Sheldon can't figure out how to do it. You know, where you like clap your hands together and you turn it and then you wiggle your middle fingers. Like, 
Oh, man. Well, Brian, why don't we get into what we like to call our fan favorite segment of the Worship Leader Problems podcast that we call Prayer Concerns. Each week, you guys have been faithful to send in your prayer concerns to the Worship Leader Probs podcast. And so what are prayer concerns if this is your first time listening? Well, each and every one of us have in our churches, we seem to have a welcome card or a connection card that we'd like to use to get to know uh, some people and get to know our newcomers. And we also like to use them to stay in touch with spiritually what's happening by saying, hey, how can we pray for you? Well, unfortunately, people interpret that as, hey, I'm going to tell you everything you're doing wrong in your church. And so uh, you guys send those in and we like to read some of those here live on the Worship Leader podcast so brian what do you got and by the way keep sending them uh yes please 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 keep sending them go to go to the website hit that percussion tab send us a dm whatever you guys are the writers and this week you were magnificent (laughs) here's number one we're in a smallest church where i lead the worship side and my husband leads the tech side Recently, I was leading worship and was really feeling the spirit move, only to make eye contact with the lady in the congregation, who glared at me, put both fingers in her ears, and shook her head. (laughs) Later, my husband told told me she'd already come to the booth twice to tell him to turn it down. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Elsie. Love it. I love it. Okay, number two. We had a member sit in a section of the sanctuary that was closed for a particular service. When an usher approached him, he said, hey, I paid good money for this seat and I'm going to sit here. <laughs> Dude, you know, it's you know, really funny when when people may not know that I'm a part of Worship Leader Probs and they'll send me a meme that you've made. <laughs> so today I got the meme you made in the the one about Thor. Well, my family paid for all the microphones, so I should be able to sing a solo. And it says, does it though? (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. Okay, number three. I was filling in on Sunday as our worship leader was on vacation. This usually means that people will be a little more bold with their complaints. After the first set ended, an older gentleman walked out of the sanctuary into the lobby, went up to our drummer and said, Hey, man, you're really good at drumming, but I am always praying that God knocks that headset off your ears so you can hear how loud you really are. <laughs> oh, man. Mm-hmm. Got to knock that headset off. That's right. Okay, number four. This is a dark side. You know, we talk a little bit about sometimes prayer concerns are they're just not funny. They're from the dark side. That's That's what this one is. Yeah. And it says, I'm sorry you feel the need. For the, I'm sorry. I gotta start. I gotta start again. Okay, I'm sorry. You need the fog machine to praise God. The fog doesn't enhance the lighting; it distracts. It's for effect, not lighting. Be honest, please. You think it's a cool band thing? When I asked about it while leaving, several people said they didn't like it either, and I should say something. They said you probably wasn't listening, as their concerns have gone unheard, and you would tell me it wasn't causing health issues. Sad to say they were right. I know it's not dangerous, but it can't be good to stay in a room like that. Looks like I'm going to have to find another place to worship that doesn't need enhancements. Let me know when the fog machine goes. Have a great Saturday. Oh my gosh, man. <laughs> you know, it that never ceases. To, like the, the they just lay you out and then it's yeah. like God bless at the end. <laughs> like, yeah, ha- have a great day. <laughs> Come on, fam. 
Dude, it's... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, number five. Recently, during a service, the, spil- the Spirit was really working in me, and I was crying. At the, begin, I, at, the, at the end, I began wiping my tears, and a woman approached me and said, Dear, when you wipe tears, don't wipe from the inner corner to the outer. That causes wrinkles. Wipe from the outside in. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> now the way we wipe our tears is on the menu. <laughs> Uh, this will not a oh sweetie wh- what's the lord doing in your heart can i pray for you right now it's yeah well you don't want to have wrinkles don't oh wipe your tears gosh. like that it causes wrinkles number six during worship practice i had an older male team member use his tongue to test a nine volt battery <laughs> I, I do it all the time exactly i a female wanted to make sure the battery was actually good and i did the same thing the male team member looked at me and said Whoa, it's like we made out. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's, no. Not, it's not at all. It's not come, at all like that. Come on, have some social awareness. Come on, Kenny. Ugh. All right, number seven. We had a lady come to the tech booth after after church to say that everything about our service was assaulting. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. This is assault. Well, you're, I'd say, and everything you've just said is insulting me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay, number eight, the last one, and the bottom of the pudding cup. We had a lady call 911 during a service because she thought the volume was too loud. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. She called 911, man. Has your... Has the, uh, I've seen guys have been posting pictures of their Apple watches showing the, the decimal thing. Have, have we talked about that yet? We have. I don't have okay. an Apple watch, so I don't know what it looks like, but I've. I wonder, I have not had it yet. Anybody come into the booth, but I mean, I'm in a little bit of a weird place. Like we get a few complaints, but like we run, we hit 99.3 at one point. Mm. Like we, it, we run and our people love it, dude. Like nice. for the, like, for the amount of complaints versus people who are like, man, it's awesome here for as loud as, as we run, like it's pretty shocking. So you but don't have anybody calling nine one one. We do not. No, no. That's good. I rejoice with you. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Okay. Well, can hey I guys, say, can I say, oh, so, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh. I didn't mean to step on the, out the close it up. Go ahead. No, you're sorry. You're it's good. my bad. My bad. Nope. You're in. I tag you. <laughs> Okay, we so we're this week is going to be part two with Steve Arterburn. Yeah, a lot of our listeners don't know who Steve Arterburn is, and so last week we kind of asked, we took him through the Frank Five, and look, that we love you guys, and you whatever, like we've said this, it's been a while. Whatever, however much time you think it takes to do this, like to do the podcast and to manage the Instagram and. Whatever multiply time. five by five, carry the two, divide yeah. by one. Yeah, like it. multiply it by a thousand, whatever time, however much time you, you think it takes. So we're in it to win it. We are in oh, it yeah. to care for you guys because we love you. Okay. Here's what I need you to do. This is these are two episodes that we really need you to listen to. Because these are these are from the um we have been around the block a few times. I wish somebody had said this to me in the beginning kind of yeah. episodes. 
And so even if you don't know who Steve is, I, you know, he's, he has a resume as long as you're armed. So, but the, we, we wanted to bring him on and we wanted to bring him on now specifically because of, you know, guys, we've got pastors leaving ministry. I just heard a stat in Colorado for every 10, for every 10 people who start in ministry, one will make it to retirement as a minister. One out of 10. Are you serious? One out of 10. So people are leaving ministry. We've got pastors taking their own lives. It is, it is heartbreaking. And so that's why we wanted to bring somebody on uh, from a more of a clinical, like a, a, a believer who's given his life over to counseling and helping people overcome. Yeah. Uh, and so I, that's all I'm going to say. I just, I, we need you to listen, share and listen, because this is something that all of us need to hear. I would agree. Absolutely. Okay. So uh, we've had these pastors who recently have taken their own lives. Yeah. And then we have all the people who are left right. behind. Like, what would like what would your counsel be other than go talk to somebody? Like, what are some warning signs for pastors to to look for uh, when they're getting dangerously close to that? And then what what would you say to the people who are left behind? Well, you know, um, if you look at in ministry, why do people kill themselves in ministry? Um, probably the number one reason is shame. Mm-hmm. They're about to be found out. So, um, you know, they they just do the selfish, quick fix, end the pain, and they die. Mm-hmm. As opposed to the guy I met in uh, prison over at Kokomo. About 26 years old. Uh, our church, we have four uh, church campuses, full functioning, in prison. So we go there, and uh, I'm asking all the people, how'd you, you know, what happened? How'd you get it? One guy, it's a minimum 30-year sentence there. One guy says, um, well, my wife is having sex with this man. I walked in on him, and um, I hit him with a pipe, and he never woke up. <laughs> I said, oh, so you killed him. Well, he just didn't wake up. It was hard for him to, you know. But this other guy, yeah. Yeah. I said, so how'd you get here? He said, well, I uh, a couple of years ago, I accepted Jesus as my savior. And the next morning I walked down to the police station and I turned myself in and I told them that I had been having sex, essentially raping a 12 year old girl. Oh my gosh. So some people kill themselves when they're found out and some people take responsibility and do the right thing. So a few days ago, the guy in charge of that, prison ministry said, Hey, uh, did you hear what uh, Eric did? I go, no. He said, um, he just submitted his translation of every man's battle. He translated it in Braille and submitted it to the library of Congress. And it was accepted with one of the highest grades. It is the official Braille translation at library of Congress. Every man's battle. Wow. Um, you know, so you can do the the quick fix and let everybody else um, die around you after you're dead and you commit suicide, or you can 
just say, I can get through this. Um, it's going to be different, but I can get through it and I can have a life after this. Change the big, the big one. Second thing, uh, I found is fraud. Uh, you didn't do something shameful, but you wake up and you aren't living the way you say you believe or you no longer believe. Um, and you just, you don't know what to do. You feel hopeless because you're in a world of secrecy. So, um, you take your own life. Finances is another big thing, especially out in the, in the secular world. Uh, that happens. And then, uh, this other thing is just emotional pain. I mean, certainly people with physical pain sometimes will commit suicide, but, um, the emotional pain that you never find any kind of relief for. Uh, sometimes, you know, a person will uh, take their life because they just, it just wears them down and they feel like they have no choice. So what I try to do is I, I say, you know, you could kill yourself, but why don't you just wait till tomorrow? Just don't do it today. That's my main message. You wake up tomorrow, you decide maybe not today. Just don't ever do it today because you put one day after the next day, and, and all of a sudden you have a good day. You didn't think you were going to have any more good days. Mm. Pretty soon, over time, you're having more good days than bad days. And you're grateful that you didn't end it. Mm. So um, it's important that you realize there's nothing shocking in this world. Um, and whenever you're, you've done something shameful, um, to admit it, your life is going to be different. But it doesn't have to be terrible. And it can have meaning and purpose, just like our 26-year-old friend. You can mm. be an amazing human being. So um, you need people to talk to. You need to be living a pretty good life, you know. And um, yeah. and you need to be willing to go get professional help. And if you are at the in the depths of depression, you need to be on medication. You know, you don't have time for some kind of, therapy to, to work things out. Now, I don't think anybody should be on medication if you don't need it. But we're not talking about medication that gets you high or something like that. We're talking about medication that adjusts the uh, the organ of the brain. That's what you need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you were sitting with the family of a pastor who, who yeah. chose to commit suicide, what would you what would your counsel be to them? I I would He's saying things like, um, I am so sorry that this happened. Um, I would be telling them that it absolutely was not their fault. And um, I would tell them that other families have been through this. And I would make a suggestion to them that um, they develop a strategy that within some amount of time, they consider it wouldn't work for every time, but that maybe they would uh, find another place to live. Mm-hmm. Because here's what happens. Uh, here's what I hear. The kids go back to that church, and it's like a funeral every Sunday. And uh, then if they go to a different church in that town, it's like a funeral every Sunday. Um, it's horrible. And so sometimes, um, it's just best to get a fresh start. Other times, 
you need the support of people, but many times you do, the reason that there was a suicide is there wasn't any support. It was not a very supportive community anyway. And now they're going to judge you and shame you and want to know how, you know, what was your role? And oh, it's just horrible. Um, you know, one of the greatest things that a Christian can do for other Christians is shut up in the midst of, of pain and suffering. You don't need to say yeah. anything. You just need to be there with people. Yeah. And mm. shut mm. up. Oh my God. hundred percent. So, 100%. so I, I would really encourage them to consider, is this really where we want to stay the rest of our lives? Do we have some options? Um, you know, consider those options and, and maybe, um, maybe a change is in order. Maybe, um, it'd just be too tough on the kids at that time, but you ought to think of a lot of different things other than we're going to live in the shadow of suicide. Mm. And, yeah. And what mm. Steve, um, we may have people who could be struggling with any number of the things we're talking about. What are some ways that people could get involved with new life? I heard you mention something about some, uh, some weekend things. Like, are there some things that like, if somebody right now is like, I'm ready to make a step, is there ways new life could partner with some people? Yeah. Uh, you just call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. That's it. Okay. We might give you a book. We might uh, refer you to a Christian counselor. We might tell you about a new thing, a, a workshop to go to, a lot of different uh, things. But main thing is we'll talk to you, and it's confidential. Uh, but, you know, way back when 800 numbers uh, started, um, there were about 8,000 vitamin companies and churches that wanted 800 New Life, and I beat them. So take advantage of that. <laughs> yeah. um, the other thing, when the Internet uh, started and URLs were out there, I beat them to newlife.com so that's another thing you could click on there and find out what we do but the worst thing you could do is struggle alone Mm -hmm. think you got to deal with this by yourself yeah there is nothing under the sun that we haven't dealt with heard about um this is a no shame zone when you contact Mm -hmm. new life Mm -hmm. yeah if if i can encourage anybody who could be out there struggling kind of like with my own story in my own life. Um, you know, I've shared on the podcast, my wife and I have lost two children and a lot of miscarriages and, you know, still at this point, uh, aren't parents yet. We are awaiting family for adoption, but about three years ago, we had been trying to deal with grief on our own for years. We had tried a couple little counselors, nothing ever really stuck. And, uh, one day on my birthday, my wife came home and something had happened and it just set her off and I didn't really know what to do. And so I asked her permission and the very next day I just went to talk to my senior pastor and I just said, I don't know what to do, but we just need help. Um, just take a step. Hmm. Um, there are probably people in your life that could help connect you to this. And, and the Lord sometimes is just saying, I just, just move in a direction and let me guide you from there. So what, uh, did, and your, it was, what did your senior pastor tell you to do? Um, so it happened to be a moment where the senior pastor and uh, my wife teaches at the school. Uh, that we have on campus and her headmaster was with our senior pastor and uh, they cried with us. They hugged us. And by that night we were on our way to uh, Rome, Georgia to go to Windshape to a pastor's conference. And then uh, three, three, I think th- three or four weeks later, we went back to Windshape for a counseling intensive. 
We were never judged. We were, ne- and it literally changed the course of our lives spiritually and emotionally. Um, but it, it literally took a step of just, I don't know what this is going to end up with, but I'm going to trust that God uh, is in this and was going to, and literally within moments, um, they invested probably $10,000. The church did into my wife and I and all these things we did and loved us through it. And we, if we hadn't just decided to kind of put the pride away, and admit we needed help. I don't know where we'd still be struggling right now. Um, I mean, there are good days and bad days, but no, it's uh, really amazing. And um, they came through for you. Um, sometimes when you go to a senior pastor who uh, means well, means really well, you can get some bad advice. Mm-hmm. Um, I was last weekend with a group of people and I asked them if they had ever been given bad advice. This woman's daughter was sitting next to her and she said, when our daughter was sexually abused and raped, the pastor said that we should marry her to the abuser. Makes no sense. None whatsoever. So, I like to caution people that uh, that you need to be careful if you're you, if you're going to a church where um, they're really not helpful with people in pain. They're kind of prescriptive versus process oriented. Look at the process you went through, and uh, then you you know. And so it's so wonderful that your pastor didn't have this ego. I'm the answer. Glad you came to me. You don't need Wingate. You, you don't need. I'm the winner here. You know, I, it's just it, it was a it's a blessing, and I hope you tell that story to a lot of a lot of people. There are some great pastoral counselors, um, but they have that gift, you know, and they they yeah. study it. And but just because a guy's a great communicator on the stage doesn't mean he's gonna be. A, Let's be honest. Most of your pastors out there had maybe one semester of of Christian counseling, <laughs> right? If that, you know, you know, you know, so yeah. well, we will uh, include some, some links, some swipe up links to the new life site. So that if you're out there and you're listening and you want to get in touch with a counselor, you, like Steve said, you can call 1-800-NEW-LIFE or you can swipe up and, and uh, be taken right uh, to their website. Um, so Steve, thank you so much for sharing that. I want to talk just quickly about uh, Kirby McCook and the Jesus Chronicles. Thank you. Yeah. That's the, that's your newest. It is. And, um, this is what Kirby looks like. This is, um, let me tell you what happened. You know, when we went to Greece, um, the tour guide said to me, and Solomon was 10, my son Solomon, he's 13 now, but at, at 10, she said, I think he knows more about Greece than the people who live here. And it was because of these uh, Rick Reardon Greek Greek mythology stories and stuff that really going to teach you all about this stuff. And and he and they're funny and fun. He says, "Well, Dad, why isn't there something like that uh, where we could learn about God, the real God, not these fake gods, and and biblical characters?" Great idea. So now, three years later, Kirby McCook and the Jesus Chronicles. This guy Marcus Brotherton, he's uh, New York Times bestselling. Uh, nonfiction author, Gary Skanese and these guys, he writes for them. I mean, the guy's amazing. And uh, we partnered to create this book 
and it's got the, the best subtitle of any book ever created. A 12-year-old's take on the totally unboring, slightly weird stuff in the Bible, including fish guts, wrestling moves, and stinky feet. So, <laughs> yes. The, um, so here's, this is, this book solves all your problems. You give it to an eight to 12 year old. They think you're cool. And then they lead me and then they get to learn about Jesus. Some of the in-depth chapter titles, Jesus spits. Uh, that's a good one. Um, yeah. Jesus knocks out bad stuff. Um, Jesus puts mag and magnificent. Jesus was an itty bitty baby. It, it just Jesus and a hot fight Sunday. So what, <laughs> You can the illustrations. You can kind of get the style there, but it's um, it's a way to communicate truth to younger folks. Um, Francis Schaeffer said we need to recommunicate the gospel into every new generation. And what this one of the big headlines of this book is that um, Jesus didn't show up in a barn at Christmas. He was there before the beginning of time. Always was, and. Um, mm-hmm. So I love this. It's brand new. It's uh, number one in new releases uh, in September, and uh, it's for eight to twelve year olds. And uh, if you want a copy, you call uh, us one eight hundred New Life. We'll get you a copy because um, it makes a huge difference. If you go to Amazon and look at the reviews there, kids love this. Kids that don't read, they read this because it's funny and it's based on truth. Mm-hmm. Man, what a gift. Thank you so much for taking the time today. And, uh, they're, they're just, I could not more highly encourage our listeners and our Instagram followers to check out New Life. Uh, Kim and I are, are, have been beneficiary, beneficiaries of the, the wisdom from, from New Life, from Steve and the, the whole team of, of teachers. And, um, I would encourage you to check out the, the radio show. You can, you can get them on XM Sirius every day. Channel 131. Um, Channel 131, Channel 131 at uh, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah, check check it out. And, and you we'll can get be... us on podcast. Awesome. Right. Subscribe. I'm a subscriber. Yeah. I'm a subscriber. I told Steve long ago that I don't have any tattoos, but if I was to get a tattoo, my first tattoo would be the New Life logo. Yeah, that's awesome. I designed that logo. Did you really? Notice, you know, it's right here. Notice it's got a brain in the middle of it. Because very nice. Because the Bible says you could be transformed by changing the way you think. That, that's a Romans twelve two. Mm-hmm. You go, well, it just sounds so simple. I don't know anything more difficult than to change the way you think. I mean, it's it's almost impossible. So, mm-hmm. well, Steve, thank you so much for taking the time today. We really, how much really do really I get? Appreciate what do you guys pay? What is the? I forgot. <laughs> it's in the mail. Got it. Hey, listen, I do want to encourage folks, if you're struggling, um, 1-800-NEW-LIFE is the phone number, the website, uh, newlife.com. The new book, Kirby McCook and the Jesus Chronicles, really great Christmas gift for folks. Um, I want to mention a couple other things. Life Recovery Bible, if you ever want a gift for somebody that's either recovering or needs to be, uh, they're not very expensive, and uh, it really is. It's just uh, if anybody's been in recovery, uh, like AA or something like that, for, and they're kind of wondering, is there anything more? And you give this to them. They just can't believe mm-hmm. all of the mm-hmm. scripture supporting what they've done. The other thing is uh, a Bible called Every Man's Bible. And uh, this is the best-selling men's study Bible right now. 
And here's what I hear all the time is uh, people will say, I, um, my husband never read the Bible until I gave him this Bible. Mm, mm. And, uh, it, it just, I'll tell you, you'd love it. And, and the newest Bible that I have is the Restoration Bible. And uh, that's all about uh, really just starting to develop a reflective life that leads to restoring whatever um, Satan has taken away. Mm, Those are mm, things mm. you might look into. Those are the things I'm most proud of. And watch for the Every Man's Battle re-release 20th anniversary. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Squirrel. Thank you, Steve. Thanks, brother. Squirrel. Thanks, brother. My uh, spirit animal is squirrel. Yeah. Squirrel. Squirrel. <laughs> Hey, seriously, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, thank you. That's that's going to make a huge impact, and um, we'll uh, we've been doing some new life promotional stuff on the Instagram account, so we'll keep doing that. Yeah. Hey, listen, thinking about suicide, not today. Mm, not absolutely. Don't do it today. So awesome. good. Thanks, dude. So good. Yeah, Steve. Thank you so much. Dude, there are some golden nuggets in there that I hope that you guys were able to hear. Absolutely. You know, um, guys, we, we, we say it all the time. We care like the, the laughs are great and we are uh-huh. so glad that you laugh at the memes, but that is like a gateway drug to get us to talk <laughs> it's about the marijuana. Exactly. We, we want that, that opens the door for us to have the kinds of conversations that we want to have through the podcast and maybe in the yeah. future through some, some other means as well. And so, yeah. We really wanted to bring uh, somebody on, and I think probably we will. There are other people that we'll bring on as well. You know, we did. I think it was episode forty-five. Uh, Scott Longyear talked about. Uh, you know, we we're, we're getting DMs from people who have said that episode uh, empowered me to ask for help. Yeah, absolutely. and so look, you're not in this alone. You matter. We care. So please right. keep reaching out, and uh, I hope I hope, man, if you. If you get to a place where you need somebody to talk to, let us know. Absolutely. Well, hey, guys, thank you so much. If you want to reach out to us, you can easily do that. Info at worshipleaderprobs.com. You can send us a DM. At, uh, we are at worshipleaderprobs on Instagram. You find us on Facebook, too. And so uh, we're just really thankful for you guys. And so, uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening to episode 49, the one-year anniversary. Happy anniversary, Jay. That's the same to you, big days, dude. <laughs> So, hey, do us a favor, like and subscribe this podcast wherever you are. Give us a five-star rating. And so uh, Brian had put forth the gauntlet for y'all, and we're trying to get to 400 reviews. And so you guys are just doing a great job of uh, telling your friends and helping get the word out there. And so, guys, we are thankful for y'all. We are for you, and we are with you. And until next time, see ya. Deuces.